Our best defense has been social distancing. No handshaking, staying home when you're sick, washing your hands frequently. Did you wash your hands? Welcome to a special edition of Old Fashioned Health on The Real 1100. As we continue to deal with the coronavirus pandemic that has affected the world over, your hosts, Alvin and Edmund, will be joined by medical professionals that will keep you informed, safe, and healthy inside and out. And now, here are your hosts, Alvin and Edmund. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? What's up? What's up, everybody out there? This is Alvin. And Edmund. On the old-fashioned health show, Good Health Inside and Out. I guess I... Uh, Turn me up a little bit. Oh, give me a little juice. Well, uh, where fashion meets yeah, health. That, yeah, well, right here. Yeah, that, 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 there you that, go. You said where fashion meets health. Yeah, where fashion meets health. And Yo. wellness. We're going to add that on the end. Health and We'll wellness. say that. We'll, we'll, we'll say it. We won't verbally put it in the, the uh, marketing advertisement. Okay. So old-fashioned health. Where fashion meets health. Where fashion meets health. Okay, we can do that. And wellness. <laughs> and wellness. But you know that part. That's like the part that's on the, the canister that is like written in you little letters on the side. Boy, I tell you, people don't be paying attention to what you're talking about. We got a guest in the studio. DJ 90, how you doing? Did you just try to drink my water? I did not. All right, now, look, we got got another co-host in here with us. Her name is Hazel. I don't drink anything or pick up anything that's been open. Oh, okay. Say that once again so the listeners can hear you. Oh, my God. Anything that has been open. Okay. Okay. And why is that? I'm just asking your reasoning behind it. Because you would think somebody already drank out uh, of that, it, right? Th- that part. And it's not yours. It, it's what? It's not yours. <laughs> y'all, you know what? Let me just tell y'all, listen. So we got this special guest in, in the studio with us today. And she and her, the energy between my co-host and her is always like, I, I just could have stayed at home. Y'all, mean, just, and, I can go sit in the lobby. And we've, we've, we've not yet formally met to no. that right, degree. Right, right, well, you know, right. Energy, our energies energy coming into the, the actual, I see that. I that. That's, that's dope. <laughs> our energies met coming into the building. Yeah, y'all did. But we most. didn't officially, I don't think, like, you know, you tell me differently, you know, officially like really just click? meet. No, not click. I wouldn't say click. I think I said, we clicked. Yeah, we clicked. Our energies are in the, each other's presence. It now is. Now it's time, I think, for in, us to kind of like just go with it. Okay. Right. This, this, this is, <laughs> and we don't need him, right? Well, you know what? Let him sit over there. And I need I, my I, producer. I, 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 I do, too. I we, do. We're not going to disregard okay. him like that. We're, okay. glad, we're glad he's back. I am fine. I can sit Listen. right here. Jerry, what you doing? It seems like I ain't got no friends in here no more. You got you got any free time on your hand? Cause they the Man, kid. I'm always busy. You know that. Oh, so I'm just all so in. So he ain't got no time Jerry has a show on, on our network, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. Hey, Funk Era, how you doing? Hey. Hazel has a new yeah. show coming also. Oh, what is what is it called? Holistic Living with Hazel. Okay. That's dope. So what is it going to be about? Oh, my gosh. A little oh, bit wow. about everything. Let's go glad you asked. But let's wait because okay. you're going to okay. get to that. Okay. Okay. You're going to get okay. it. Okay. All right. All right. I don't want to, you know. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Well, we're glad to have you back. Album. Yeah, I was gone last week. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, for the Valentine's Day special that we did and everything. Yeah, they, Jerry and I, we held it down. You did it was good. A good. It was a good. Thank you. Appreciate it. Was it. Good. Appreciate it was really, really good. Appreciate it. My, my, I, I, uh, he I was, was my partner in crime for that day. They played some good stuff. Do you know anything about R&B music? What? I'm just asking because <laughs> we play a lot of R&B music and stuff like that. I it? love R&B music. Okay. All right. Now I'm right. old school now. Uh-oh. You at the right place. Be careful okay. with that. We have an old school. Oh, yeah. And... So two and three, so you know. Okay. Bring yeah, we, it, bring it, bring we, it. And we got a whole hour and a half to do this. Now I'm gonna tell you, that we, so the doctor's gonna call in in about 
about three o'clock. Doctor Doctor Alexander is gonna probably call in a it's few minutes. It's already three. Yeah, no, he's gonna call in three fifteen. Oh, okay. Three fifteen. And then Doctor Hines is gonna call in. Doctor Sue is gonna call in. But between that, we're gonna be sliding music and talking okay. ourselves for a good time. Good stuff. But you know, before I, so y'all, this is Black History Month. But there's one person that's in the building that's that has more of a um, what's the right word should I use? For I that? don't know. <laughs> That has, has a connection? real special connection or allegiance <laughs> to black history uh, more than most of us that's in the room. So uh, I told you we have a special guest that her name is Hazel Henderson that's here today. And so for, for the all week, I kept calling her some other lady's name. And then she <laughs> said, now, uh, so that's not my name. I was like, well, I mean, I don't know where that name came from. But anyway, Hazel has a special connection with black history. And I'm going to give her a few minutes to tell them what that is. Um, well, my father um, was part of the Woolworth sit-ins um, down in Greensboro, North Carolina, um, and State University. Um, and he was actually on the second day where um, the four um, men came in and um, decided to form a sit-in okay. um, at Woolworth, sit- uh, Woolworth uh, store. Okay. In Greensboro, North Carolina, and my dad um, was asked to come in because these four men were strategic in planning and continue and wanted to make sure that if anything happened mm-hmm. to any of them, okay. that the the uh, actual mission okay. and would be would be conquered, right? Okay, all right. And so, so he had some backup. So backup. Okay. That's what we said in the hood. <laughs> you know, be all nice and everything. I was trying to use the right word. We don't do that here. Okay. Um, <laughs> he, he's more etiquette than me. Uh-huh. He would have been like, yeah, that's nice. I'd be like, you had some backup. Yes. <laughs> okay, I got it. And when my dad told me the whole story, and of course, um, you know, he goes around and he talks um, and, and speeches and all things like that. But because I'm his daughter... Um, I'm able to really get into how that, you know, how it all came together. Right, right. right. And I'm I'm blessed to have that that time and that moment um, that he shares with me. And one of the things that I always hear him say is that he sat down so that we could stand up. Oh, well, and like whatever that. that stand up to you means, um, mm-hmm. he's a, you know, he said we are able to do that. Um, but the other thing that struck me about, you know, his position and how he played the part was that. You know, they were strategic and they wanted mm-hmm. to make sure that the legacy, the mission and mm-hmm. everything was accomplished. And that's mm-hmm. what we have to do with our lives. Okay. You know, we have to plan like that. Yep. We have to plan yep. the A, B and C. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we also have to be prepared and ready. Sure do. So when they asked. Locked and loaded. He's getting hood locked <laughs> yeah. and loaded. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. when they asked him to do that, um, it wasn't by chance. Okay. And um, of course, my dad, he, he was already ready and played the part. And I'm just so thankful again to be a part of that. And um, but all goes to him because he's okay. the one that sat down. And what's your father's name? Clarence Henderson. All right, Clarence y'all remember Henderson. that in Black History. We yes. Had his iconic daughter here with us <laughs> on Old Fashioned Health Show. Good health inside and out. Okay. You should help, help your friend hook up her stuff since y'all <laughs> friends and stuff. Don't be asking me to hook up her. <laughs> I don't know how to do it. She's trying to set a little FaceTime up so that my, mm-hmm. the, Because I have a lot. Y'all put me in the back. I don't know why y'all want me. Then you want, me, you want the help to come up and, and do some help. And then you don't want me to sit. That's black history, buddy. I think he has a little problem. You know, is he a little salty? Listen. Uh, I was going to let you, I was gonna let you handle energy? that right there. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling some kind of way. But you know, you know the energy we got. Yes. Okay. All right. And if you know, then 
It don't have to be explained. Thank you. Thank you. you. Right How, how's that eye level for you? Is it giving you enough lighting? Yes. Is that, okay. Oh, okay. But I don't, it says rotate your device. I think. Oh, you, maybe I hit the. Uh, you got to flip it back the other way. Oh, the, a little flip. The, uh, we're going to get it right. Please. All right, y'all. So why are they trying to get that together and everything? Um, we're going to do what we normally do. We always, we, we always play, start our show with the Black uh, with the black National Anthem. Are you familiar with the Black National Anthem? Yes. Okay, so we do that because we're trying. I'm going to tell you why I started doing it. I was trying to get HBCUs. That's right. I was trying to get HBCUs. North Carolina Central University. Oh, Can I say it there? again? Just North Carolina Central University. He, yeah, and he'd be trying to do his. Go and get your little Gramlin shout out. So you don't get this. And <laughs> Every, then, everybody know I have love for Gramlin. And then we would talk GSU. about the Jackson State University. Oh, yeah. the? That's right. The I love. Yeah, Jackson State University. Okay. Deion Sanders is our football coach right now. Yeah. Yeah. But, I'm, but we're going to pass by that, you know. We're not gonna okay. Pass. All right, y'all. So we're going to start this show off with our Black National Anthem like we normally do. And we come back. I think Dr. Alexander has already called in. All right. And uh, so when we get back, we'll uh, start off the show. We'll be right back.
fashion designer Edmund Newton, I'd like to tell you about Enmask.com. Enmask.com is my only source for non-surgical cloth masks. I've teamed up with Enmask.com to create and design a collection of limited edition masks. These masks are washable, reusable, breathable, and most importantly, fashionable. Shop online now at Enmask.com. That's E-N-M-A-S-K-S.com for quality masks made in America. Are you looking for compassionate, knowledgeable, and affordable pet care? then Just for Pets Wellness Center is just right for you. We are located in the Bella Rosa Shopping Plaza at 8911 Daniels Parkway, Suite 7 in Fort Myers, Florida. We are open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. All right, all right, all right. We're back. This is Alvin. And Edmund. Here on the Old Fashioned Health Show. Good health inside and out. My co-host, it. What, what, you, what you doing now? I'm talking about my new co-host. <laughs> he had a good angle, and I was trying to get a good angle. Y'all, I'm going to tell y'all, I was co-hosting here, <laughs> and I know why she do that, because that university she went to, um, she played, oh. she was a fashion majorette or something. I think you, we're not, we're not on field right now, okay? We need you to just kind of focus on, you know, you got so, y'all, we having a good time with our co-host. <laughs> y'all sure up. Hey, I'm so glad you came. Thank you so much for coming. But we got Dr. Alexander on the line now. Okay. Dr. Alexander, you there? I'm here. Um, product of Clark College, Atlanta University, oh. and <laughs> Morehouse um, Family Practice Residency. Yes, sir. He's in the house. Wow, Three HBCU. Yeah, I was about to say, that was that's serious. That's, that is a total of four mm. HBCUs. You with the three HBCUs. No, that's what doctors. Yeah, doc. Okay. Yeah, yeah. too. Well, I don't want y'all to be talking about too much about y'all y'all schools and stuff. This is Jackson State. You know no, this is this is this is a great thing. This is an amazing mm-hmm. thing. This is. is this is all we speak about when we talk about you know back in the day with you know the Huxtables and right, the well, Cosby Show. We're gonna get Doc. we get Doc his moment. That whole right nine. Now. Yeah, get Doc his moment. Doc. What's up, Doc? How are you doing, man? How you feeling today out there? <laughs> I'm doing well. Doing well. You know what? I think it's a beautiful thing, though. It what it says is that you know we are getting. Um, and we do need to preserve uh, not only Black History Month, but what it's here for. And that is that we are getting our education. And a lot of us have gotten our education from institutions. Where if they did not exist, we may not have an opportunity to get those educations. Right, right, so, right. Um, you know, we, we do need technology. We need to support our schools. Everybody send some money, even if it's $50. Send some money to your schools to keep them going. All right. So, Doc, you know, we have a special guest in the house with, a, with us today. Her name is Hazel Henderson. I don't know if you heard her story when she first got on, but uh, she's excited about being on the show. And she's also going to be part of our network. But I'm happy that she's here to get a chance to meet you via uh, radio and phone. So she'll get a chance to see you do what you do. Yes. Yeah, and nice to meet you. Good afternoon, Hazel. And it's very nice to meet you. I did hear part of the story. And uh Yes, yeah, a beautiful thing. I I, I I love hearing all these uh, inspirational things that's, that's out here, the stories that people have to, to tell, and we need to hear them. Yes, not. Yes. Yes. Say that. Say that, brother. Okay, Doc, tell us what you got for us today. Doc said he's going to talk about masks today. Okay. Mm. Yeah, yeah, we're going um, to talk about something very boring today. So I'm going to bore everybody today, you know, because you're so tired of hearing about COVID. You're so tired of hearing about masks and that kind of thing. But, you know, we, we, we are getting more information. As information comes in, you know, uh, knowledge is power, right? So um, we do know that in spite of the vaccine being here, uh, it is still going to take a while before everybody's vaccinated. It's going to take a while before uh, we have herd immunity. And it looks like that this thing is going to go all the way until Christmas before they think that it's even stable. Uh, And it may even go beyond that with the new variants that are here. So one of the important considerations is 
what am I wearing on my face? Mm-hmm. And is it protecting me? So uh, anything is better than nothing, that's for sure. Okay. And the magic number is three microns. Three microns is a magic number because um, the virus itself is about one micron in diameter. And so if it's three, that means it's bigger than one. And that means that it's a bigger hole that the virus can go through those three microns. But if you layer it, there's a good chance that the, the virus will get trapped. And especially if it's in a droplet, for sure, the droplets are bigger than three microns. Mm-hmm. But if it's aerosolized, then it can get through those three microns. But if you have layers, then it will have more of an opportunity to heat against those these layers that are there and it gets trapped. Okay. But what they're saying is that if you put another material inside, okay, it's called polypropylene. Very important material that we need to know about. You can actually buy this. The manufacturers of masks can buy this material, and they can stick it inside of the mask. Or you can buy uh, a, a pre-manufactured mask, and you can buy the material yourself. It is washable, and you can put it in between. And that not only has the right micron diameter, but it also has the ability to have what they call a negative charge on it so that when the particles come through, it charges on it, traps the particles. Okay. So that it doesn't move through as much. So polypropylene is what you want to look for when you're getting these masks. Now, a lot of the surgical masks have polypropylene, but not all of the surgical masks have polypropylene. So the fact that you buy a surgical-looking mask doesn't mean that it's any better than any other type of mask that you're buying. It must have polypropylene in order for that mask to have uh, that extra layer of protection. The other thing that we're looking at now is that, and I don't know if you heard in the news, I think it was in either yesterday or this morning's news, that there are now a lot of counterfeit masks that are out there. Yeah, I saw that. Mm-hmm. They, they, mm-hmm. they had a truck, uh, some uh, some trucking company, I saw they had a lot of them. They shipped them back. They were fake uh, N95 masks. Ten million. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Ten no. million, yeah. So not just a few. 10 million. And uh, the, the reason it's important is that these N95s have a specific purpose. It's not just for the general public. This is for your healthcare workers, people that are at high risk. And so if they're getting masks that are inferior and they're in direct contact with people who have COVID on a minute-to-minute, hour-by-hour basis, uh, and some of these people are working 12-, 15-hour shifts, they must have a good mask that's giving them excellent filtration. And if they are not getting that uh, same quality, the N95s are like five layers. Um, They they definitely have the um, polypropylene-like material in there. Uh, They're put together a certain way. They're supposed to seal around the face so that no air gets in. And so this is important, too. When you have a mask, you want it to seal around all of the areas Mm -hmm. so that there's no gaps. Because there's gaps, then it's not filtering, right? Mm-hmm. It's not filtering. So if it's not filtering, then it means it's just it's just sliding in. So if you have, like, openings around the side of your face or around the top of your nose, then you can breathe in if there's virus in the air. And, and I want you to understand, we're not talking about droplets. We are talking about now, like, aerosolized, mm-hmm. meaning that it's almost like smelling perfume. It's, it's that light. So it can come around the top, wherever there's openings in your mask. You want to make sure you have a good seal. If you want, if you know, if you really need a certified mask, there is an organization. It's spelled N as in Nancy, I as in uh, 
<laughs> Idiot. <laughs> right. O as in um, Oscar, S as in Sam, H as in help. NIOSH. Oh, yeah, okay. And that organization has specific um, requirements in order for it to be certified. And they certify the N95, N99, N100 masks and other respiratory masks. If it does not have that designation on it, if it doesn't have, um, it's also called a TC number on the filtering face piece. Um, also, it will have NIOSH markings on it. It has to be spelled correctly. So just like when you used to get those fake watches, <laughs> yeah. the Gucci watches, and, and, and one of the letters was different, uh, they're doing the same thing with the NIOSH. Uh, so make sure that it's N-I-O-S-H that's spelled correctly on it. Okay. If it has sequins on it, then it is not a certified mask. They do not put sequins or other decorative <laughs> things on their, uh, their mask. And they also do not have any approvals for children so through the no. NIOSH. So okay. They don't have misspelled masks. They don't have club masks. And they don't have for the kids. Okay. You're all are crazy. Well, Doc, Doc, I have been listening and taking notes because I'm very interested in what you're saying, especially being that, you know, my company currently makes cloth masks, you know, which is totally different than the ones that you're speaking on that the professionals and the ones on the front line and in hospitals and places will be using. But right. this information that you just gave me, I probably will be contacting you about to find out, find out maybe some more information on how we can get it and incorporate, to our, incorporate that into our product as well. The polypropylene. And, polypropylene, uh, yeah. Polypropylene. You buy it in sheets and, you know, it can be cut. Um, and put into the uh, the mask. Okay. So that's, that's something that you can do if you want to take them to the next level. Definitely now, want to take it to the next understand level. Understand, too, that the, the, the masks that are being made, um, they're finding out that they do very, very well. So the mask that you're making uh, is a high-quality mask. Uh, they do very, very well. It's just not going to be able to get that NIOSH um, designation because you have to do a lot in order to get that. Mm-hmm. There's another organization that's coming out that is going to um, do some certification as well. It's called ASTM International, ASTM. And what they're trying to do is actually standardize the whole process. Uh, right now, you have CDC doing their thing on the side, but they're trying to standardize the entire process of certifying masks. And I think people who have um, those home masks mm. can prove the materials that they're using um, are, are adequate um, and have a certain pore size, then they will be there to try and certify them. Okay. All right. The ASTM organization. Uh, one of the things to consider, and again, this is not for you. This is people who are doing things on their home. What I would do is, is make sure that they, you know, they contact you so that you could get uh, the in, in mask from you because uh, it is a high quality mask. Thank you. But if you're at home and you don't want to do that, uh, you know, and I think you should, but if you've got to do it on your own, because we've got to make their own, make sure you're making it with material that is at least the quality of a t-shirt. If it's any, other material besides that, even rayon, uh, some of these uh, polyesters and things, the, the, the pore size is too high, and it's not going to protect you very much. So uh, you have to be careful with the type of material that you're using if you want to get adequate protection. Yes. Just slapping something on your face is better than nothing, but it doesn't mean you're getting good protection. Exactly, exactly. And, and Doc, again, you know, I greatly appreciate your being a part of the process of even starting to make that mask and having access to you in the very beginning to get your input because you, again, were in the studio, held the prototype, and once I got your sign off on it, which, you know, gave me your approval, we moved forward with it with a lot of other things. And, and a lot of what you're speaking on was something that our company took a lot of um, 
I guess, of the information that was being provided, even with the the layers, you know, three layers, as well as mm-hmm. pre-treating the materials, all 100% cotton. That means washing them. That means drying them prior to use of them, you know. So there's a lot of things that goes into it. And, again, I appreciate all of your information today that you're providing me with, and I will be hitting you up. Okay, absolutely. And and just for so our listeners to know, I don't have anything to do with the company. Um, you know, when I, I when I say that, you know, I'm, I'm giving a shout-out, um, I only put my name behind something that, um, or will only you know endorse something that I think is is really of, of high quality. Mm-hmm. I have nothing else to do with the company besides that. There's no fiduciary um, arrangements between us or anything else. So uh, when I tell you it's a good mask, it is a good quality mask, and um, you guys can bank on that. If you need something that's more for medical, then you want to make sure that it is certified. Don't just go out and buy any type of N95 mask. Mm-hmm. Make sure that thing is certified. Look at the designations on it. Make sure that the name is not misspelled, and make sure it's not blinged out. So, let me, right? Doc, you know, they're saying we had to wear two masks now. When do you think is the? <clears throat> when do you think what type of situation would you say you'd have to be in to really need two masks? I'm thinking if it's if I'm in a closed environment with a whole bunch of people. Either I don't need to be where I am, it'd be the first thought I'd have. Otherwise, um, you thinking that's a good place or a good example where you would need two masks? Yeah, for sure. Um, because we don't know who's sick and who's not. And people who are sick, we've talked about this before, they're actually spreading more virus than anybody else. Right. Higher concentrations. And so that concentration is actually in the air. And because it is floating in the air, it is aerosolized, it's not going to drop to the ground. That's why that 10-foot rule doesn't, doesn't really apply as much as, as it did in the beginning. Mm. You know, because you can be 20 feet away if somebody coughs that cloud is going to be there and you're going to walk into it because it's just going to linger for a while. It's not going to, it's not heavy. It's not going to drop to the ground. So uh, if you're in an area that you don't have um, good ventilation, that's one that's very important. The other is, do they have any kind of air filters like HEPA filters or ionizers? These things work great. Uh, in my office now, I've incorporated, uh, and I'm probably going overboard, but I have, um, in the space where I work, I have an air filter that's a HEPA filter okay. that cleans the air. And what you want to do is you want to be in a space where the air will circulate at least five times per hour. Right. But I've also put an ionizer in there that has a UV light in it. So the UV light is not shining on the patients, but when, when the air goes through it, the UV light will hit it as well as ionize it. So... I've gone a little bit overboard. It's not just for them. It's for me uh, because I don't want to get ill. But, uh, yeah, uh, in that instance, if you're over patients, if you're in a crowded space, you do want to wear two masks. Now, why do we say two masks? If most masks are like three layers and some of the um, the the pores in the mask, even like a regular surgical mask, is, is, is three microns, okay? The, the virus is one micron. So that one micron can go through one layer, two layers, three layers, has a good chance of, of, of catching it. But if you're breathing heavily, if you're in a space and there's a lot of virus there, then what can happen is it can get through those three layers. So now what you're doing is you're essentially putting six layers there if you do two surgical masks. Um, if you do it. If you do an N95 with a surgical mask, you have eight layers. Now, that's going to be hard to breathe through, but you have eight layers because you've got five in the N95, you've got three in the other. If you have cloth masks, some people have two layers. In the case of, of M masks, you've got three layers. And then if you put another three layers in, you've got two masks, you've got six layers. So it's giving you more protection. But the biggest thing is make sure it's sealed because you can have 10 layers. If you've got openings around the sides, I see a lot of people yeah. wearing their masks like that, you, you, you're not helping yourself. Right. 
You know, so make sure it is sealed. It's got to be sealed around the tops and the sides for sure. So, so Doc, um, there's one of the products that I bought from Inmass. They have this. Um, um, That's not what I was saying. I would say, well, uh, Evan was Doc, trying to get your Doc, attention. I don't know what he wanted. No, I, I actually, I was showing him something as you were speaking when you were talking oh, about you, the actual, okay. you know, um, virus floating in the air and i was telling them yes. that's one of the reasons why uh, i have like a alcohol mix essential oil that i spray you know when we come into versus you know using some of the other canned products that are very strong heavily oh, yeah. scented uh chemicals and stuff that can actually i think be more of an irritant you know in addition to i know you have to have cleaning materials but just to kind of clear <laughs> no, the space out a lot. little bit so he was he was wanting to speak on that but we'll we'll hold that for another uh well, Doc, he day spray to speak a lot on. of stuff when he come in. He'd be all kind of stuff he sprayed up in there. And, up in there. <laughs> and I appreciate that. You have to have on a face mask, just a little oxygen mask to breathe. No, you don't. You, you, you know what? Well, we got Doc on the Evan City real quick. Because what I've noticed, and, and during the time of my being here, which is almost, it's close to a year now uh -huh. that you know I've been co-host been with him. But what I've noticed is this particular gentleman will clown something in the very beginning. And I, I've discovered that's his way of actually uh, having an appreciation for the product. Mm -hmm. Because when this stuff all kicked off and I came up with... Uh, uh, the, if you, as you notice there, the liquid green hand sanitizer, mm. you know, it has a, a, a scent to it. It has you know, but alcohol, it, Doc. You just need to it, see. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> but he talked about it, but he loves it. He uses it whenever he runs out. Yeah, he wants I mean, the product. But, you know, I know it's coming from a good place. So I'm just putting that out there. All our listeners, now, I know he they're make laughing. All, he makes all his little concoctions, Doc. <laughs> He really do. But but you know what? I, I again good, I want to reach out to Doc on a few other things. Um and definitely Doc, we love the information that you're providing us with today. And each week, you know, people tuning in because as you were speaking, uh I actually, you know, took myself out of being a co host of the show and said, Well, wow, if I were in my car riding right now and I was just turning radio flipping radio stations, would I tune in and would I listen? And would I, you know, pretty much keep would you have my attention? And you did, because as I'm being quiet here and Alvin's kind of speaking in the background while you're, you know, uh, talking, which I know he's listening as well. I'm taking notes, Doc. Okay, okay. So, well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad, because you know what? I thought this was going to be a boring segment. No, bro, and no, like, not you know, even. This is we probably not going to be what people want to hear, but I got to give mm. people what they need. There you go. Because, you know, one of the things that's, that's bothered me a lot is that, you know, we're still talking about the virus as if it's just going to be gone and people are just going to go back to, mm. to normal. Yes. And, and this thing is here, and it's here it's to here. stay, and it's real. And even those people who get vaccinated, you have to get your immune system. You still have to protect yourself. You cannot get careless because the variants that are coming, these new strains that are coming, mm. are even more deadly than the original one. Mm. Look how many scary. people have died already. How many people scary. now have. And here's the thing. We keep talking about the deaths, and that's. And, and I think we need to stop talking about the number of people who died because not everybody has known somebody who's died. Right. But I can tell you, there are a lot of people who are suffering. Who have, I was I was with a, a gentleman day that I went to high school with. He was the first as, as a as a um, a Black History uh, note. We went to high school. He was the first African American to go under four minutes for the mile. That is running. Mm -hmm. That is some serious running. Sure. Even today, there's very few guys that can go under four minutes for the mile. Um, but he, he got COVID. His wife got COVID. This was months ago. His wife still has not gotten her sense of smell and taste. Wow. So, so there are things that come from this disease. It may not kill you, but it can debilitate you. It can change your life. Change your life. In wow. order for you to enjoy, you know, a nice bowl of, of, of collard greens mm -hmm. or to enjoy some sweets or whatever it is that you like in life that you say, you know what, this is a delicacy I want to eat. You have to be able to smell, and you have to be able to taste it. Right, to enjoy it. 
This is life changing. Life changing. You always drop some good powerful. I know we're gonna wind. You know, you know how the Baptist preacher wind it up on the end. We can always count on a good wind up on the end. <laughs> Doc, thank you so much. We got Doc, we got Doctor Heiser calling. I really appreciate, it, man. I'm looking forward to talking Y'all to ready. you again next week. Have a good week. Next week Thanks, we'll Doc. do it again. All right, man. Be All safe. Right. Be Love blessed. You, guys. Take you too, care. bro. All right. All right. Ready. Have a good one. Hey, I believe we got Doctor mm-hmm. Heiser on the line. Doc. Dr. Hines? Hello, hello. Hey, Doc, doing? what's going on? Hey, I'm good. How are you all doing today? Doing good. well. So listen. Great. So, um, Dr. Hines, uh, we have uh, Hazel in, in, the, in the studio with us today. She's co-hosting with us. Dr. Hines, she does a show called um, um, Medical Minutes with Dr. Hines. She's kind of like devious, like she's like... <laughs> <laughs> But uh, she. Oh my she goodness! Is. Now wait a minute. She, who, who are you talking about? I'm, te- I'm about telling Hazel about me. how how you know she has. Doctor Hines, they've been like this all show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> She's kind of a diva, like you know what I'm saying. I'm not surprised. <laughs> nice Doc, to meet you. Very nice to meet you. Doc, you know what? I want to tell you before before you get started. So Hazel's gonna talk to us also about um, kids and how they're struggling with um, the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Based, on, based on all the stuff she knows about, but and then we had some fun. But um, tell us about what your show was about today. What you did? Um, so today we talked about um, the empowered patient um, on Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa, and I had my guest, Dr. Latanya Washington, who is a physician but also works as a patient advocate. Mm. Um, and so what she does is connect. I'm sorry, is connect uh, doctors who are treating physicians with patients and families and act kind of as a go-between and a communicator um, in that in her role as a as a patient advocate. So we talked about ways that we can be empowered patients when we enter into the healthcare system. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know one of those things was of course informing ourselves about our conditions, uh, knowing what medications we take and what dosage and how often knowing the names of our doctors, um, knowing what procedures we have had and why. Um, so, you know, just those things and, and ways that our families can help us to become empowered as well um, and advocate for us uh, at the bedside if you're, if you're a patient can advocate for their loved ones at the bedside. So it was a really good show. And one was, I was listening to it, and uh, I, had, I told you I have a group, that's uh, that I went to school and other people they always look at your show and then they'll send me a message about what you've talked about like I ain't watching I'm like y'all was on there with y'all <laughs> well I appreciate everybody that listens in thank you so much now the, the patient advocate thing you know in the news you hear a lot about um, women being mistreated when it comes to uh, some women being mistreated mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to um, I guess visiting the doctor's office or being in uh, having to be in the hospital for a period of time sure. does, does being an advocate I guess I guess being an advocate will avoid a lot of these situations that females usually go seem to go through, especially African American female women seem to go through this when they go to the hospital. It most certainly would help, um, you know, and it's especially one of those things nowadays when patients are entered into healthcare alone, um, okay. because a lot of hospitals, due to uh, the COVID pandemic, a lot of hospitals are not allowing visits. Okay. Right. So. If you normally took your child or your spouse along to the hospital with you, you know, that's not allowed nowadays in a lot of instances. 
Mm-hmm. Of course, there are exceptions to that. So, you know, we don't have children, you know, we don't let them be alone in the in the healthcare system. And people who are, um, you know, mentally challenged um, or have other types of deficiencies like that, they are allowed someone. But if you're just a regular, uh, you know, just a regular patient, a lot of the times you're not allowed to have a family member or a visitor come. Right. So that causes an increase in stress and an increase in, in isolation, if you will, and that isolation can sometimes lead to these situations that you speak of mm. where, um, you know, where, where black women are not being heard and not being understood and actions are not being taken um, appropriately. So a physician um, advocate most certainly would be helpful in those situations. I've always wondered how, how a doctor and actually how that could happen to you because when you're in the hospital, you got nurses and everybody else is around you. If you're having a problem, it seems like if I, if you were able to voice it to the nurse or, or someone that comes in and say, listen, can you call my family? This is what's going on. They're not treating me right. Or oh, it does not work like that. Is it that the, doc, the nurses are afraid to say something because the doctor's there or what? So there, that's, a, that's a multifactorial situation. Um, so a lot of the time patients are afraid to speak up mm. because they don't want to be labeled as difficult. Uh, they don't want to be, um, you know, to run the risk of ruining their their relationship with their doctor, um, particularly if they like the doctor, you know. Um, so they, you know, and, and and you know, I'll be honest, and, and I mentioned this, you know, that sometimes talking to a doctor can be intimidating, right? Um, and, and and speaking your mind, mm-hmm. you know, and of course, it all depends on how how things are phrased, mm-hmm. um, you know, because, of course, you know, no one wants to come off as being, you know, being a smarty pants or know-it-all right. um, or being seen as you're challenging in authority, um, which, you know, physicians are in, in that position. And so some patients feel, you know, that they don't want to come off that way. Now, I have met people who don't care and mm-hmm. they want to talk to you any old kind of way. <laughs> and that is also not the way to advocate for yourself mm-hmm. um, because I mentioned, you know, especially in these days where, um, you know, violence in hospitals and violence against healthcare workers seems to be rising, mm-hmm. uh, many healthcare systems and doctor's offices and such have a very low tolerance for aggression. So, you know, the minute you start raising your voice, the minute you start using profanity, the minute you start being physically aggressive, mm-hmm. In many instances, you are going to uh, invite a visit from the local police, wow. and then that is going to end your advocacy right there as well. Um, wow. So there, there, there's that. Um, you know, a lot of the times if a patient is complaining, uh, the healthcare worker, the healthcare team uh, may not want to report that because they don't want to get themselves in trouble, mm-hmm. uh, or they don't want to get a colleague in trouble. Um, you know, so, so there, there is that. And then, of course, there is the unfortunate uh, piece of patients not being believed. Right. Uh, this happens a lot around pain. So a patient that is experiencing pain um, may not be believed that they are having pain and therefore they are not acted upon. You know, that, that, that issue isn't acted upon um, either at all, or it is not acted on in a timely manner, or it is not acted on in an effective way. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was. 
Go ahead. Go ahead. I was, I was gonna, <clears throat> excuse me, Doc. Uh, I like the way that you explain everything that you're, you know, um, giving us the information about to, today. Thank you so much. We, we really, really appreciate you. But also just even like what Alvin spoke as well as you talked about as far as, you know, it being comfortable to communicate, you know, with your doctor. Mm -hmm. And my question, you know, uh, I guess first hearing, you know, the startup of this conversation would have been like, what is the best approach to pretty much address your doctor? You know, but I guess that depends on each one, you know, in regards to their personality and yours and just that line of communication of, like you say, I know personally, um, some of my older family members, you know, may not necessarily have a method you know, that I guess um, levels off to the doctor of understanding like pain. Like if the doctor says, well, how much pain are you in uh, on, a, on a scale of from one this number to that number? You know, so I guess, you know, the way that you're breaking it down to us and then we're sure that you this is how you communicate with your patients. It just makes it a whole lot more comfortable mm -hmm. for the actual patient. You know, I think that's well, just my perspective. Now, what, what's your take on it? Like, I think having an advocate is, is good. I've not. The only time I think I, I was thinking about my mother in the hospital, but. Uh, it's, it wasn't a situation where she wasn't able to necessarily speak for herself or say what she needed to say. Okay. Uh, but then we were there asking questions, so I guess that would be an advocate that you... That would yeah, be an advocate. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. right. Definitely. Yeah. Because in that, right. in that moment of time... So whenever you have a family member there that is asking questions, because you do have issues where, um, you know, depending upon the age of the patient, like there are some patients of a certain generation where, you know, they just firmly believe whatever the doctor says is what it is. Mm -hmm. And that they feel that they don't have the right to question that. And that is, you know, that is not always the best way. Right. Um, also, it's important to have culturally competent care as well. Because you have to have someone, and I'm not saying that, you know, if you are of one race, you can't have a doctor of another race. That is, that is not true. Um, but you have to make sure that you are communicating with your doctor in a way that informs them of what is important to you from a cultural standpoint, mm -hmm. right? Wow. Um, because there are some cultures that are very stoic about pain, that they'll be feeling pain and won't say anything. And wow. I have encountered these types of patients where, you know, I may press, they'll tell me that they're having belly pain, but it's not really that bad, they'll say, mm -hmm. right? But then I press on their belly, and they're almost jumping up to the ceiling and then still want to wow. tell me, no, I don't want any pain medicine. Wow. And I'm like, well, wait a minute now. <laughs> you know, because what I see and what they're saying don't always match. Okay. Right? Yeah. So, you know, if you are experiencing whatever it is that you may be experiencing, even if it is simple as I'm very nervous to be here. Mm-hmm. Because entering into the healthcare system can sometimes be scary depending upon how and why you're going in, right. right? So, you know, if you're going in for just a routine checkup and you think that everything is fine, you know, you may have a certain feeling about that. Whereas if you come into the emergency room with chest pain and you're worried that I'm going to tell you that you're about to die, hmm. that's two different types of feelings that you are entering into that system with. Right. And so, you know, sometimes we doctors are so busy that we don't that we don't recognize that that little small difference, right? Mm -hmm. And it's not and it's not an intentional thing, but it is a thing of well, you didn't tell me that you were having this, so you didn't tell me I didn't ask, and so here we are. Do you think sometimes um, we don't tell you? Sometimes everything? that's just the way it is. 
I could see myself, then I won't, I won't hold you any longer. One of the things that I think about, the only one time that I was at the doctor's office to keep me from thinking I was going to stay there any longer, you limit what you want to tell. Be like, okay, you still you feel better? I feel a whole lot better because you want to go home. Mm-hmm. Really? Uh-huh. Yeah. So you always want to be honest, yeah. Um, yeah. no matter what that is. And, you know, don't worry about hurting your doctor's feelings. So if what we tried for you didn't work, you know, it, mm-hmm. it's not an ego thing for us. If you say, you know, this didn't work and I'd like to try something else, okay, great. Let's do that. <laughs> Um, because if you don't tell us, we don't know. And Dr. Hans, I think also we have to make sure that we feel empowered. You know, sometimes, you know, when doctors, they see patients after patient, and sometimes, you know, their verbiage may be um, something that they may understand. um, But if you don't understand it, be able to feel empowered to say, hey, I don't understand what you're saying. Can you say it a different way? Can you help me understand? I don't understand. So, um, we have to make sure that we feel that way and we feel equipped to, to be able to do that. Exactly. And you want to create an environment where you are giving your full attention as well as receiving full attention. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because I have had uh, situations where I come in and I talk to uh, a patient and a family and, you know, the family member, whoever's supposed to be the advocate, is looking at their cell phone. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, so I walk out the room, and the next thing you know, they're huffing down the hallway. Well, I don't know what's going on, and I promptly tell them it was more important. Whatever was on your phone was more important than what I had to say. Mm-hmm. So I said what I had to say, and I moved on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doc, that's it. Listen. Yes. <laughs> she been, she been watching too much Diane Carroll shows. <laughs> no, you know, no. I'm just letting no. you know. I'm, hey, you know, I am there to give you what you need, what yes. you want. Yes. But yes. if you are, if something else is holding your attention, then, hey. I'm not here to compete with whatever that is on your phone or, yes. you know, exactly. whatever that is. That's that's not my lane. That's mm-hmm. it. That's it. You go ahead and have that one right there. Go, whatever <laughs> that is is definitely more important than my time up here. So, right. yeah, we understand, definitely. Yeah. Well, Doc, thank you so much. I appreciate you calling much. in as always. And your show was as good. always, I enjoyed Thanks, it. Doc. All right, Doc. All righty, y'all have a great week. You too. Be safe. Be blessed. All right. Bye. All right, y'all. That was Dr. Hines and Dr. Alexander and Dr. Sewell. great Sewell. information. I know. And mm-hmm. now we have Dr. Sewell that is calling in now. Uh, I think she just uh, just called in a second ago. But anyway, y'all, uh, yeah, let me let uh, Dr. That's Dr. Sewell. All right. All right. Doc, how you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you gentlemen doing? Doing well. So listen, I need to introduce you to Hazel as our, uh, as our co-host and guest for today on the show. Hey, this is Doc, Dr. Donald Sewell. Hi, Dr. Sewell. I, it's either, I, which one? Are Hi, you, how are you? Good. Are you, are you Donna today or Dr. Sewell? I'm just asking you. I need to introduce mm, you. probably going to be Dr. Sewell. She's not certain it could change at any moment. Just <laughs> letting you know. <laughs> <laughs> let, let me ask you, how, how are you feeling today, Doc? How are you doing? Just, just you know, where are you at right now? I'm, I'm, I'm doing, uh, I'm doing okay, you know, dealing, dealing with people, you, okay. you know. Okay. You know how that is. Oh, yeah, that's, still, that's why I asked. You know, you still have the, this will be done. This will be the last time you'll hear Donna today <laughs> on the show. So, you know, you still have the big house and you still have the plantation. And unfortunately, the uh, the uh, work setting is kind of set up like that, mm. unfortunately. Mm. So and it can be problematic. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, everybody that's on the plantation, some people ran off. 
Hey, like, oh, like, like, oh, like, oh, my goodness. Look, like, like <laughs> people back home say, I heard that. <laughs> y'all ran off the plantation, but y'all still act like y'all on there. That's the problem right uh, here. Speak too. on it. So, mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Doc, what you got for us today? So I'm going to do some of the really basic, and I'll do it very, very quickly. So I'm going to be primarily, uh, um, you know, clinical today. But but I, I wanted to speak on um, sleep. So a lot of us aren't getting a lot of sleep right now. Oh, yes, um, Lord. That's me. Sleep is very important. I understand some people, you know, that are very successful or working on being extremely successful as America defines success. Um, always say I can sleep when I'm when I'm dead. And I hear that a lot. Unfortunately, you might be walking around like a zombie, though, and not being as productive as you could be because you're not getting the amount of sleep mm-hmm. um, that you need. Normally, what individuals will tell you and what the doctors say, you know, the medical doctors and other people, what they'll tell you is, hey, you need at least eight hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, as we as, as time has progressed, they've changed a number of things. They, they Now they say, if you're between this age and this age, you need this much sleep. This, right. You know, so now they're breaking it down by ages. What I will say is this. I won't necessarily say, and, my, and this is just in my experience, uh, personal and professional, that everyone needs eight to 10 hours worth right. of sleep. Um, I would say probably six. And with the research that I've read here and there, they say you need at least six. I know some people are like, I only need four hours. I only need five. But for most people, that's going to start putting wear and tear on them. Right. Sometimes we have those periods where we're really hyper and we don't need any sleep. Sometimes it's the caffeine. Mm-hmm. Some of us are doing some other things to relax that are unhealthy that I'm not going to get into today but at the, but at the end of the day we can um, talk about I, gummies but go ahead we, that's what you're going to talk about that's not no I wanted to talk about people who like to ski um, <laughs> that's what I was talking about and sometimes and, and sometimes mess so there are certain drugs Mr. Alvin you're trying to make me turn into Donna I'm not going to be D because that would be inappropriate well I just want to let you that, know Go ahead. <laughs> Everybody's in here cracking up, Doc. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so, so, but sleep is very important. If we don't get enough sleep, believe it or not, especially as we get older, that that can accumulate. That can cause us. That can cause our metabolism to become mm-hmm. slower. And you know, for most of us, as we get older, anyway, our metabolism slows down. Anyway, so. If you're not getting any sleep, it slows it down more. It causes you to have some of that cortisol mm-hmm. weight around your, your, your waist, which can be um, very, very unhealthy. Some of the reasons that a lot of us are not sleeping right now is because, and I've been mentioning this almost every show, even on my podcast, a, a lot of us are up under a lot of stress. We just don't know how much. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, because, again, we're looking at COVID. The COVID seems never-ending. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so if you're not getting more very, if you're not getting variants, you still have people who are passing away. You have some people who are some survivors who are coming up out of the fog, mm-hmm. and and but and, and out of the few. But we're still looking at. Um, they're realizing, hey, I had some friends and some family members to pass away, or I had friends that had family members to pass away. So they're looking at that, and that causes some level of depression because sometimes you're looking at your own mortality or just the circle that we knew before we went into COVID. Is, is no longer there. Right. Um, and so then, so, so lack of support, that lends itself to sometimes lack of support. That can cause stress. Some of us are looking at the news 
um, and we need to turn the news off. I, you know, you need to, I feel like you need to look at it to keep abreast as much as you possibly can to keep abreast of what's going on. We don't need to saturate ourselves with things. You know, we have our phones and news alerts pop up. You know, we start cussing. We just like, what is this? So they let this person know they're doing it, even if you know things are happening. And yes, I slid that in there real quick. But yes, (laughs) so we know these things are going on. And then you're looking at, um, we don't know. We're we're living in a time right now of uncertainty. And the reality is, as adults, a lot of times we like our comfort. We like that certainty. And right now we're living in a huge time. I mean, Politically, we still don't know what's going on. Nope. Health-wise, we still don't know what's going on. When it, you know, economically, we don't know what, what's going on because whenever this goes away, they're going to be billions. They're going to be billions of not billions, but I would safely say millions of people who probably lost their job or up in the high hundreds of thousands. Mm. So because they're going to be jobs that have disappeared. Mm. Period. Period. No and you, you have to you, you have to think about that because there are jobs now where people see where I can work remotely or there are different ways I can cut corners or some people who were doing who who were in the, on the cusp of thriving and now their business has been wiped from up under them. Right now we're even looking at turmoil in terms of climate. Yeah. We have people right now who are unable to get their medication because things are frozen. And so the 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 postal service and in in the other services cannot um, they, they cannot uh, commute the, as they were like last week or two weeks ago. Right. You know, there are people in Texas who have no water and they have no power. Yep. Yeah. And, and so those things are, are, are stressful. Yes. Those things are stressful, even when you're looking at it. So as a re- and, and because of that, it allows us, um, it, it plays into our mindset and it makes it difficult to sleep. Those are just something. So here's some of the things that, can also keep us up really quickly. Some of us snore or have sleep apnea, and we don't know it. Other people tell us, and we say, "No, I don't snore." Mm. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> you don't hear it. <laughs> so, right. so, but sometimes sleep apnea. So, if you, so if you've had somebody to hear you snore, like more than two, one or two people, more than two people have said something, you probably need to get that um, checked out. So that can keep you awake, and it can also make you sleepy. You feel like you've gotten, so you you don't feel like you've gotten any rest. Mm-hmm. Um, the night before you, you we're looking at things like hormonal changes, particularly if it's a person that is is um, if it's a female um, and they're menopausal. A lot of times with the hot flashes and a hormone change, it's it's, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. There are some women who wake up in there and their sheets are soaked just from night sweats. So so it's a lot. Um, some people have things like restless leg syndrome, um, and and then here's another. Uh, um, Big one right here, too much caffeine. Yeah. Too much caffeine. Because one of the recommendations is that you don't drink any caffeine six to eight hours prior to bedtime. I know some people say, well, it doesn't really bother me. And that could be true for some. You know, I'm very big in saying everything does not pertain to everyone. So, but but for the most part, a lot of times that caffeine is going to, it's going to keep you up. And you have to look at that. So you have to cut it off at a certain time of night. Alcohol consumption. A lot of people drink alcohol. They like, they're like, let me get me a shot before I go to bed so mm-hmm. I can sleep better. Mm-hmm. But at some point, mm-hmm. the alcohol is going is, is to wake you up because either you're going to have to get them to go to the restroom so it's going to break your sleep or the alcohol is going to come out of your pores, which is going to change your body temperature, mm-hmm. which in turn will wake you up. Mm-hmm. Sometimes drinking too many liquids prior to bedtime 
is a problem. Now, I'm guilty of that because I even keep a bottle of water next to my bed. So you're getting up, you're going to the restroom in the middle of the night. And the other thing is um, just heavy, just having heavy meals um, mm-hmm. prior to going to bed, like two and three hours prior to bedtime. That's not good because those things rest on your stomach. It can cause acid reflux. It can just cause a lot of different things. So you kind of want to not eat anything heavy about four or five hours prior to bedtime. Other piece is this. I know a lot of us do this. Um, we sleep with the television on. Mm-hmm. That's not good. Right. You do not sleep with the television on or the radio, even though the radio may be relaxing. Um, and, again, one of the reasons for that is because when the waves in the TV change, then you will, then you will uh, automatically wake up a lot of times or you're awake. Your brain is registering those waves that are in the television. So if you right. notice, even when you're wide awake, sometimes the commercial might be louder than the program right. or the program. Uh, when it switches programs, it might be a little bit louder. And so as a result, your brain is registering those in addition to the fact of the light that's coming from the television. Try not to be on your computer or anything prior to bedtime. That's another piece. Right. A lot of us do that. We take our computers. That means your phone, phones as well. Right. Because we're looking at those things, and it's causing our minds to be really busy, really busy. Really, and, and our minds are racing a lot of times about what is it that we need to do the next day? What, do we, what needs to happen? We don't, those types of things, there are ways to not remedy the, those things but to slow them down. Um, you guys have to go to a commercial break, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, we're about to go to the okay. keep, keep that same frequency, Doc. We're coming right back. We we okay. we loving okay. where you are with okay. this. Don't 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 Yeah, we'll be yeah. right back. <laughs> okay. You're tuned into WWE Geekville. AM eleven hundred. The opinions expressed during the sponsored programs on this station are strictly those of the program hosts, guests, and callers and are not necessarily those of Beasley Broadcast Group, this station, its staff, other advertisers, or agencies. All right, Doc, you back? You stay there? Dr. Zool? Okay. Okay. okay, I am. Yeah, I pick, am. Up, pick up on that same frequency so, and continue, please. Okay, so really, so one of the things that we have to look at, um, it, like, as I was saying, is, is in terms of the business. Sometimes our minds are racing a lot of times, like, what is it that I need to do tomorrow, the mm-hmm. next day? Did mm-hmm. I do everything I was supposed to do today? So one of, the, one of the things that we can do for that is, or that I recommend is, number one, and this kind of falls into to some kind of goal setting, but I would say either in your phone or I'm old school a lot of times, it helps me better to have it written out. Mm-hmm. So and, and either get you a daily calendar or something right. like that. Keep your work calendar separately from your, from your personal calendar. Maybe put your personal stuff in the phone in a work calendar you, you have on paper. Okay. Um, so... What you need to do is every time that you know something is due, for instance, today I think it's February 18th. If I know I have something due um, March 30th, uh-huh. as soon as I find out about it, I'm going to put it over there on March 30th. But then on March 15th, I'm going to put in my calendar, start looking at blah, blah, blah. If I need to start working on it before then. So every time I know I need to do something, I put that in there. And then I prioritize mm-hmm. what I need to do. Because, here, because here's the thing. Some of us are not going to get everything done in a day, and particularly mm-hmm. on a job. Some of us are on jobs. If we could stay awake 24 hours, we would never catch up <laughs> on what needs to be done. So it needs to be prioritized. And then what you do is you check that calendar, not, not the first thing in the morning, but you check it like when you first get to work, you look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you see what you have to do. You maybe look at it about three or four hours later and see it later and see what you've checked off and what maybe that's, you might say, I'm not going to be able to get to all of this, so now I need to start prioritizing. And then before you leave work, 
then you look at your calendar and say, okay, what is it that I need to do tomorrow? What do I have on here tomorrow that I need to do? Don't start looking at your calendar and making your calendar before you go to bed. That's crazy. Right. Yeah. Well, Doc, I don't do that. Mm-hmm. I know one of the one of the, my things is the sleep thing because I'm always you know I, I don't stop working so I'm working. I know I know you don't I know your mind your your mind is always winning but you got to yeah. shut those you have to yeah. shut those things mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. You got to you got to shut your devices off right before you go to you know right before you um not right before but about mm-hmm. an hour before you go to bed two hours before you go to bed again because even if you're looking at things as simple as Facebook let's say for you you might be looking at Facebook and you might say hey. I can include this feature mm-hmm. on here. So then your mind starts racing and then you start creating going to, to you start creating other stuff. And then uh, you yeah. want to go to bed at seven and have a meeting at ten and talk <laughs> about I'm tired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wonder why. Yep, that would be me. But you know what I'm telling you, I got a solution that you probably won't agree with. Uh brother Where's Webb that? bought me a, a mason jar of uh muscadine wine. So oh, I think I'm gonna start taking yeah. me a shot of that at she night. She just spoke. What on, did I just say? She what did I just say? Okay, listen. Doctor, so I have a question nature. for you. That ain't the same thing. <laughs> no, you, you say other things. So, are, let me are say nature. this before nature. your question. Let me let me say let me say okay. this. Right. Well, make sure your bedroom <laughs> is not used as your office. Okay. Yes. Your bedroom should be used primarily to sleep and to have sex. Right. 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 That's it. Sleep and do okay. Uh, okay. You heard her. Doc, I have a question <laughs> in regards to uh, mm-hmm. the sleep element as well as like, okay, we talked about the, you know, getting up, use restroom, stuff like that. What about dreams? What is your take on like during the time that you're dreaming, do you consider your consider yourself as actually resting or due to the fact something is taking place in your mind is still being used? <laughs> is that Am I, going? I think for my me per, me personally, I think when you hit that REM sleep where you are able to dream and sometimes you don't remember those, I, I think I and and I think that's kind of, that's kind of hard to respond to. I think if it's like the REM sleep, I think that you're asleep, well, and I uh, think that like you get side. up and you don't and you kind of don't remember it. But if you're having one of those vivid dreams and it's waking you up, when I say vivid, like it's waking you up, a lot of times that's because things are in your subconscious. Right. And you're thinking about them, and you're really still not sleeping because you're thinking about what you're, you're thinking or your subconscious is working to the point of, like it might be a situation of um, you're thinking about, again, everything you have to do. You might have a big meeting coming up in the morning with people that you really don't want to deal with, but you know things <laughs> are really, your job is almost, um, you know, basically your job is predicated upon um being effective in this particular area and if you don't succeed then you're concerned that you're going to be terminated so then if mm-hmm. i get terminated then how am i going to take care of myself my family or how am i going to stash money to take care of my own business so i can leave you guys in about five you know about two years mm-hmm. five you know whatever right. so and if you're and if you're thinking about that or you have family members that are sick and you're trying to take care of your kids too then it's a lot going on and then you're having difficulty falling asleep, and when you do, you start having these vivid dreams, and they're not pleasant dreams, and you're jumping. It's it's a problem. I don't mm-hmm. think you're really asleep. Okay. I don't think you're really sleeping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like old folks say, give it to God before you go to sleep. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Some and some of the things that you can do, you you can you know if you have difficulty falling asleep, one of the things you can do is try to meditate. Um, if, if that works, see if that works for you. You can try deep breathing, smoke reefer practices. Um, you can read things that that are. You can read things that will be a little peaceful for you. I'm not listening to him. You can read things that that are that are going to be peaceful. One of the things that you don't need to do though, or what's recommended, 
is that if you stay in bed over like, like say you wake up in the middle of the night or even you just have difficulty falling asleep, just period. And after 20 or 30 minutes, you get up because, and, and again, I'm guilty of this. I'll get up and I'll say, I can use this time for something else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for something else because I can't fall. You're not supposed to do that because basically what happens with that is then you're basically re-energizing right. your mind. And so you're going to stay up later. So what the recommendation is that you go to another spot in, in your abode, whatever it mm-hmm. may be. And you go to another spot that's dark, you sit up and you chill out until you get sleepy, and then you get up and you um, go back to bed. The other piece is try to go to sleep at the same time every night and wake up. That's something a lot of us don't do. We try to go to bed at the same time throughout the week, and then on the weekend, we're just like, well, I can sit up. (laughs) Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> well, Doc, thank you so much. I really appreciate you calling yes, in. Thanks, Doc. Thank you. Yes, Great sir. information. Love the energy today. Great topic also. All right, all right. Always glad to have you. All right, Doc. Definitely. All right. Be safe. Be blessed. All right. Bye-bye. I just want to say you aged yourself when you said Rifa. He said reefer. He said reefer. reefer. Well, the fact that y'all know we all in the same boat, that's <laughs> the thing. Y'all like, amen, and shaking hands like y'all. You're supposed to be looking at me like, what is reefer? So we have the perfect person on the show today to okay. question about reefer and you know, holistic <laughs> health and, oh, and items of that such. You know, and we want to give you a moment to just kind of explain to our listeners exactly what it is that you do. And just the element of the holistic side itself. Okay. Yeah. I do want to touch base on um, just what the doctors were saying, because I think it's more impro- appropriate to slide mm-hmm. on into to that about the effects of COVID and what it has on our children. Mm-hmm. Um, all the variants that um, Dr. Sewell was talking about and, you know, just it, with us as adults um, having to deal with, you know, the unknown um, Dr. Swill talked about um, not knowing, you know, our finances, if we're going to have a job or not, or mm-hmm. the different variants that are going now that are being named. Um, we have to understand that our kids, they process things differently. Mm-hmm. So as they're hearing this, where they're passing by the TV or they're hearing you and another adult right. talking about the situation, they hear it right. and they hear the words that you're saying, but they're processing it right. differently. Mm-hmm. Um, they see it affecting, maybe not affecting them um physically mm-hmm. but they see their family members or they see their their moms and their dads their friends mm-hmm. um but then they also see that hey we're not in school right. so this must be really serious because right. we know how much school is and how school is important right. but they're not letting us in um and so mm-hmm. when we talk about the emotional part of okay. the children and understanding that we need to have open dialogue and communication mm-hmm. with them on their level um, and be careful what we speak. Um, if we're not speaking to them directly, mm-hmm. um, be careful what we he- um, allow them to hear. Um, all those things are fine. Um, that And it's okay. We're not keeping anything from them, but we're just putting it into where we're going to have control of what they're hearing and mm-hmm. making sure that we go back. And if they have heard something or they come to you and ask you a question about it, mm-hmm. making sure that you're educated enough, knowledgeable enough just to give it to them the way they need it to mm-hmm. need to have it. That's important because, um, again, the world that they knew is no longer there anymore. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, being stuck in the house, look how how we are being stuck in the house. You know, right. I miss you know, mm-hmm. my friends, my contact mm-hmm. that I had that kept me going. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the same thing for children. Right. You know, they don't have that social aspect anymore. Um, you know, there's a lot of online 
um, programs that are coming out, tutoring, um, mentoring, and things like that. But again, it is not what they knew. Right. And so just like we have to adjust, don't just assume that they're going to adjust with us. Mm -hmm. Make sure that we are taking that time to know where they are. You know, um, ask, you know, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. You know, um, and not assuming that they're handling it right. So I just wanted to make sure that we touched on that because that is something that um, is affecting them and fear um, along just the same thing with us. Fear a lot makes us do things, mm -hmm. act out. Um, it's the same for them where we're thinking, oh, it's behavior issues because, um, you know, I had one parent say, you know, now I know what the teachers were talking about and because I'm seeing their behavior now. And I'm like, well, that could be a point. Mm -hmm. But the other point is you have all these things that are happening to little Johnny now mm -hmm. and in the world and what we're what he's seeing. And this could affect him as well. Mm -hmm. You know, being stuck in the house, you know, not an outlet anywhere. You know, he can't With go out and play social football. Media. I know they're getting tired of social media. They're getting tired of social media. Yeah, they <clears throat> believe it or not, they're getting tired of playing games. I believe that. <laughs> yeah, you can only do that so much. I mean, yeah. You just sit there and play games. Like, okay, how much longer am I going to play this? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Great insight, because I mean, like you say, this is this is a new territory for them, but as well for everyone. Mm -hmm. I feel this is my opinion. You know, it's a it's we're all learning this new way of life yeah. together. Yeah. You know, on an even playing field for the most part. Mm -hmm. it's, so, it's pretty even because we. And if it's us, difficult for adults, can you only you can only imagine yeah. the children? Yeah. Exactly. You know? Mm. So that to that point, holistically, mm. um, where we are just looking at what's in front of us, a behavior of a child or, you know, how we're acting out, that it is it encompasses everything around us holistically. What how is it affecting my aunt? How is it affecting the church? Mm. How is it affecting the schools? Everything around us, we have to when we're dealing with one situation, we can't just look at that situation and narrow it down to that situation. We have to look at it holistically. What are what can be some of the, the roots of the, of the issues that are going on? You know, how is it affecting them? These things are real. And when I look at just how I how I approach life, I'm always looking at the whole totality of everything. And when we do that, we will tend to have different subjects mm -hmm. and things and topics that we need to talk about yeah. that can be helpful helpful, yeah. and also can help this other situation that we thought we, this is totally separate from. Right. No, it's really not. Right. It's really affecting where we are, mm -hmm. you know. And so my show, uh, Holistic Living for ha uh, with Hazel, um, it's going to touch on those things. Um, I love it because it doesn't put me in a box. I don't like mm -hmm. be, I don't like to be put in a box. Mm -hmm. And so um, when we talk about a topic, I want my guest, who I am just excited about. I've already started reaching out to different people. I've been blessed to have so many people in my circle okay. that um, I don't have to go out searching for it. Experts. I mean, I actually have them in my circle, and so say that one more time. <laughs> say that one more time. I'm, I'm just blessed, yeah. and you know, it also gave me um, it, it gave me some insight of where my life has gone and and the the places that God has placed me mm -hmm. um, to identify at such time as this, mm -hmm. where I can just go in my Rolodex and say, hey. 
I need you. Mm-hmm. I need you to come on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but it opens it up to different topics. Right. It doesn't put me in a box to say, well, well, I can't talk about that because it's not really has anything to do with this. But it opens it up for holistic living, whether we're talking about physical health, mental health, emotional. Um, Everything old-fashioned health. Yes. And finances, yeah. you know, um, under um, A New Day Unlim- Unlimited, um, you know, I don't just touch on the um, behavioral health side of it and the um, consulting part, but also I added the financial piece mm-hmm. of it. Because, again, if we're talking about holistic, right, if parents aren't able to provide mm-hmm. for their families, that brings on stress. Yeah. And what does Throughout. stress allow have us do? Stress makes us approach things differently, even our children, and again, if they're not processing things right, and I'm yelling at you, mm-hmm. uh, that's going to be a problem, yep. you know, down the road. Especially if little Johnny got ADHD, ODD, and everything else, <laughs> and you're constantly yelling because right. you're stressed as a right. mother or a father, and you're not able to pay your bills, or you're worrying about the lights going off. Right. Um, that is a big part of it. So I'm happy to be able to bring in that aspect of it to be able to help people. Um, repair their credit, restoration, and helping financial financially um, help people as well. See, we have a good show, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. A good show. Definitely. All of that is great information that the listeners and your new viewers and everybody across, that, uh, uh, across the board mm-hmm. that tune in definitely need, and some may not even be aware that they need it until you address it mm-hmm. and provide them with that experience, that knowledge, that know-how, and that way of, you know, um, just bringing it into a better place yes. than where it may possibly be right now. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm excited so about it. I'm really excited about your, your, new show, your new show starting. And when is it supposed to start? March 16th. March okay. 16th. Okay. And how can everyone tune into it and check it out? Well, producer... She's on Old Fashioned Health Network. She'll right. be on all the all of the things that everybody else is on. All Spotify's, I mean anything Spotify. Uh, and now, for you all that didn't know, uh, we're now with Old Fashioned Health, uh, which I think we hear on the radio station already doing with iHeart. But then all the other shows radio be on iHeart, including Funk Air and all the rest of them got their own thing. Funk Air, and uh, yeah, so we got that. Um, Anyway, you can find your podcast, which, which, which was interesting. Dr. Sewell called me the other day, and she said she saw some podcasts in places. She's like, "When we, where's, how did get, where we come, where, where, where did they find us at?" But what's happening is, people are taking RSS feeds, and just and other people are picking them up and putting them in different places. So, I found us on some other place called Fumble. It's a new new uh, platform. Mm-hmm. Okay, that some of my stuff is already there. You know, All right, just, that's, they, they that's a good pick, thing. They like good stuff, and they just start yeah. putting it everywhere. So the frequency we, is is yeah, continuing strong. to so move like, wow. in other places yeah. we didn't even yeah. know. That was about. part of me staying up late last night, finishing up all the there stuff we that go. I okay. needed me to do. But uh, that's yeah, good so stuff. Got got that going. But yeah, we got some great shows. I, I'm really happy about your show, Hayes. I'm happy about Jerry's show just started last week. All right, yeah, Jerry. Yeah, yeah his show was really really good. Well, um, you know what? I want to say this. I think we have to understand that when you have good product Mm -hmm. that needs to get out to everyone people god makes room for your gifts and you don't have to fight for it you don't have to beg for it he will make room for your gifts and um i see it every day even with this opportunity i've always asked you know i know that i work very hard and Mm. i know my heart and my passion for people and families Mm. and so i just said wherever and however 
you know, um, just make room for it. And he does. Yeah. So Hazel is just like the other uh, <coughs> Hazel. Hazel is just like I, I was. I've been calling her Helen for so long. So I had to oh God! Oh my God! <laughs> but but, <coughs> but Hazel, um, she already came by the studio, and just like all the rest of y'all came in the studio, photo shoot and everything. Jerry took up a whole six hours doing his photo shooting there last week. They took so many pictures. <laughs> Every time somebody new come, they all do their photos and everything. But it was really good. And uh, I want to tell you, Jerry, my nephews. I mean, uh, one of my nephews and. Some of my uh, younger cousins and stuff that I know. Yeah. Love this from Funk Air. I said, y'all oh, don't wow. never say hi. hi. I mean, wow, we seen your show. Like, wait, wait a minute. Now, hold on. I'm that honored, captured their man. attention. That's it dope, Jerry. Yeah, yeah. I like the fact that it, we, it just crosses all different ages and different flavors yes. and stuff. Because Jerry knew had a good show. You got to check it out. It was, it's, it's Everybody has something different and great to give. And Edmund has a show that's, that he's starting to. I'm just going to let him tell. Oh, I can't wait to hear about this one. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's a work in progress. It's he's definitely been working a work on this show for a while. And, he, I, and I have, you know. But so to me, my thing is, if there's not necessarily a deadline that has been set, and it's a masterpiece of work of art your eye. It is the 22nd. Of two thousand of what? This coming next month. <laughs> March 22nd is your launch, he's saying. Yeah. Oh, you just said that? Yes. Yeah, okay, well, you know what? I'm going to go. If my co-host said it, and I got to <laughs> check it out, so March 22nd. Yes. yes. Let's do it then. Let's do it. The, the deadline. So all of that that I was about to go into about no deadline and masterpiece of work of ours is no. out the window. March 22nd. Okay, so yeah. now it's out the window, and it's going <laughs> to float around and get to the people so they can view in and check it out. But Sometimes it's going to be an amazing like show. That, you know what I'm, I'm so excited about it. I, um, I just don't speak on it because I'm. This, those are one of the things that I'm consistently working on in every element that I can possibly bring fashion-wise to the viewers, okay. you know, and everyone who is aware and is not aware, because what I do want to do with this first platform, which is one of the shows, mm. is I want to take it to a whole nother level to where if you aren't necessarily just into fashion or, or, or whatever elements that we incorporate in the show itself without speaking on everything, because anybody <laughs> who knows, listen, any, anybody who knows me knows that the element of fashion will be involved. So we'll give you that. Mm -hmm. But there are a lot of additional elements that will be, you know, be brought to the table, um, discussed, uh, interest, just like knowledge. There's so many different aspects that we'll be bringing, you know, to the actual show, into the homes, the viewers, the phones or whatever it may be to watch the show. And that was one of the things that, you know, I really appreciated about Project Runway. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, it it's based and, and uh, foundation was fashion. But people that could tune in and tap into a personality or something of interest that that particular person drew them to watch the show. Mm -hmm. And then you would fall in love with the show. Yeah. So that's what I want to do with the listeners turn slash viewers mm -hmm. of everyone. And we want everyone to tune in support because I can just say this second element. And then I let it go because I really don't speak on it like that. Other than the fact that it will incorporate fashion, which is its foundation. The second element is that we want any and everyone to feel welcome and to tune in and to check it out and to hopefully walk away um, that much more like involved or in tune or knowledgeable of something that they weren't, you know, coming into the, the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, Jared. Yes. Last week when Jared was in the studio, he said, "Man, when Edmund gonna start his show?" <laughs> I said, "Man, listen, you know how Edmund is. You got to give him time to get it all." No, Remember yeah. you asked me that last oh, week? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I am too. I really like seriously. Like, <laughs> like I know y'all make us wait. And and then this is the thing. My co-host talks about it. You know, every week, which I appreciate. I appreciate his excitement and the excitement from everyone else that, you know, may hear it or, or you know, because what that does, it, it fuels me yes. 
to give it even that much more. So that is the financial element behind it. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know, I pretty much was given everything I need to, you know, go along my journey. Mm-hmm. And this is another portion of it. And I'm so excited about it. And definitely tune in, check it out. That whole element. Yeah. We'll so, be there. Now, so we now, H- now back to the show. So we got Hazel. I need, um, I need to finish my photo shoot. See what I'm talking about? <laughs> we need to get you on the mic first. That's what you did all the photos you're going to do. I need, you on my the fo- mic. My, I need to finish my photo shoot. What you going with other pictures? Okay, well, we're going we're gonna, we're gonna to talk about that after okay, we Okay, uh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> See what I'm talking about? All this extra stuff. <laughs> extra. <laughs> extra. Y'all just so extra, my people. Oh, my God. <laughs> We got, I don't think we got much time for a two-minute song, but I did uh, request one. Did you request them? I have one that I'm looking for now, so if you can go ahead and play oh, yours. Oh, let me tell y'all this. We'll have it. Y'all can't, y'all can't. Hey, turn the camera around so y'all can see my co-host over there. Okay, I'll turn it around. My co-host, you. What was yeah, going with you? He was already. Look, yeah, look, look what's up, everybody? Look at him, y'all. Is that Newton? Listen, let me <laughs> tell y'all. A.K.A. Noir Soul. Why, so why, why I tell the story. So I'm coming in the office in here today. You see what this little one little piece of paper I got? This is on... I ain't got no room for nothing there because cause he got a whole office over here. Yeah. <laughs> hey, take it with me. He got a whole take it with me. Off, I'm feeling like, I feel like I'm the slowest one in the class. Like, <laughs> where's the rest of your books at? Like, I ain't got nothing. Like, well, look, I don't have you. anything. But see, you you company. You ain't, you ain't supposed to have nothing, but okay. you company. You, you look like, and you ain't like, but, you but, ain't doing nothing. But in that conversation, what he didn't say was, he clowns my, my paper, my pen, my pad, my book bag, whatever I bring. But mm-hmm. when he's in need of something, can I borrow a piece of right. paper and a pen? And you right. see, I always make sure to, most people say, well, I don't have but one. One. You see what I'm right, saying? Right. Well, you can always go to the storage house. You, you got something in the storage house. Right. <laughs> All Same. right, y'all. We'll go ahead and play the song and then uh, we'll go go on commercial. We'll, be, we'll be back. All right. Saying something? 
No, we were, we were having an off-the-air conversation yes. about how important it off is to air. just continue doing what you do in regards to staying safe, wearing your mask, washing your hands, wiping stuff down, just doing whatever you can. And some people might be saying, well, you, you're going overboard with it. But nope. it's good for right. you to go overboard with it, especially if you're um, near someone who's not as you know not there yet with mm-hmm. it you know I so like you're doing it and them seeing you do it they will begin to wipe door handles down wash their hands and do all those type things or whatever yes. my little juice is running a little low well just go get some of the other because look you talk so much junk about I it want, i want something too <laughs> next time i got you i got you i'm gonna put a package together for okay. you and get it to you because i ain't get no chicken <laughs> we don't do chicken but see meat. alvin uh uh doesn't eat meat no yeah, so it would be a vegan meal. So we, we'll, we'll get you right. We'll get you I'm right. I'm not we'll doing anything a, vegan. We'll bring you a bushel of kale up in here. Now, I do do kale. Okay. Okay. All right. With some chicken. <laughs> chicken is not healthy. All right, y'all. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to. Did you tell, you tell him we had to go? Uh-uh. He said yeah, two minutes. Good. Okay, well, y'all continue then. Go ahead. Take it, because I'm listening to this so groove listen, in the background. Mm-hmm. While y'all listen to the groove, now, I want to do follow-up about the hand-washing thing. What about it? Uh, hand-washing and make sure you wear your mask, because I think this next, they claim the next variant that's out is even more deadlier than the first one. They are that's what they that. think. Yeah. yeah. They think it may be a really... But for me, I don't think they really know. They don't know until they... They, really, they know as much as they know. And they don't, they you don't know what, this lot. is the topic of discussion. We've kind of had this conversation off the air in regards to that. And even just addressing it earlier today, it's like we're all at a place where we're learning this thing together. You going to take the vaccine? I'm, I, I'll say this. It, we'll, we'll cross that line when we get to That's it. Same way yeah. I feel. <laughs> I'm going to tell you. So I'm me. for it. Okay, so my doctor told me to wait. Give it, I can't, he told me to wait for about six months before I get ready to take it because mm-hmm. I had the antibiotics. And then I can uh, look at taking it then at that point. You remember when we was kids, you take the vaccination shot before you go to school? Yeah. yeah. We, I mean, we had to take the vaccination shot before we go to school so to keep it from smallpox and That's something it. else. So what's the difference? I'm for it. Because you couldn't get to school. All right, Jeff told me to wrap it up. All right, then. Well, all right. Well, look, this is Alvin and Edmund on the Old Fashioned Health Show on The Real 1100. Be safe, be blessed. Thanks for stopping by Old Fashioned Health with your host, Alvin. We hope this show has been informative and entertaining. And more importantly, we hope that we led you in the right direction to have good health inside and out. For more information on Old Fashioned Health, please visit our website at oldfashionedhealth.com. And be sure to join Alvin every Friday at 3 p.m. for Old Fashioned Health right here on 1100 a.m. Take care.